0: The dinner check's on its way. You know, the, <laughs> the waiter's bringing it across the room right now. Yeah. And it's, I think...
1: <laughs> what a good way to put that. <laughs> the, uh,
0: you know, the end of 24, I think we're going to be standing around like, who's, who's American Express is going in for that one? Good afternoon. Welcome to the North Point of View, Dr. Walter Kimsey's Walter, how are you?
1: I'm good, Mark. I'm, uh, well, a little confused, though. Got up this morning, as I always do, took my dog out early in the morning to relieve herself. And one of my neighbors had put their garbage can out. And that must mean it's Wednesday because the garbage guys come on Thursday. And so for the first two hours until I had my first Zoom, I thought today was Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm still trying to get my head back
0: are we getting yeah. ahead of ourselves?
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so otherwise
1: I'm fine, but... Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> sort of an inauspicious way to start the podcast. Exactly. Well, what we have done, though, mm-hmm. uh, the last couple of weeks, 2023 recap. Right. Uh, I think you gave uh, Jerome Powell somewhere between a D minus and an F. Uh-huh. Uh, 2020, <laughs> 2024, we talked about the sort of the, the tension between... Um, you know, the geopolitical realities uh, of Mm -hmm. the world and sort of a bias toward uh, maybe a strong economy in the US you know, leading into an election. So all Mm -hmm. all of that and now 2024 and, and maybe beyond some of the fundamental structural pieces that are in place or moving into place and maybe some weaknesses in the overall structure, right, long term. So we're we're gonna
1: let's just focus on the industrial policy, right? So there were uh, the uh, the uh, there were two big bills passed in the last few years. Um, one was the IIJA, which is the infrastructure investment and whatever I can't remember it. You know, I, we just call it IIJA, and yeah. I forgot. And then we have the Inflation Reduction Act which had some stuff about reducing inflation, but it mostly had a lot of stuff about building electric vehicles. And uh, somehow reducing inflation meant improving the environment. Um, How that works, (laughs) I'm not sure. I mean, the knee bone is connected to the shin bone, but... uh, (laughs) I, 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 I still struggle with that, okay? I mean, I don't know what else is in that bill, but if you told me that there was a worse subsidy for ice cream trucks... I wouldn't be surprised. I think there is. There has to be. It's like a cocktail of all kinds of stuff. Different politicians wanted, so because uh, yeah, otherwise you can't have a bipartisan supported bill.
0: Well, exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. So, um, but
1: this wasn't something that started under Biden. It was something that uh, wasn't really started under Trump. But it was, uh, you know, definitely. I don't know how to put it, but. Uh, Trump really blew it up when he announced the tariffs on uh, uh, all of the on 75% of the goods imported from China. You know, some stuff we were critically dependent on. It'd be stupid to put a tariff on it because we'd just be tariffing ourselves.
0: But you've talked about this. I mean, last year we you get, you've given us the history of tariffs going back to Reagan in the 80s and Japan, exactly and all those things. So I mean, this is something that's been sort of in the playbook for decades. Right.
1: But there's a difference between the the 80s, 90s Japan and the uh, 2020s uh, China. China wants Taiwan back. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe it's because it bifurcates the China Sea and it's hard to militarily protect yourself if you've got some
0: airspace that you can't really go through very safely. And there's some, as you know, historical context there too. Exactly. It goes back a long way.
1: Right. So we, we have no judgment here um, as an analyst, or as analysts, we don't. Uh, we look at the facts and we look at the consequences. And uh, if you want to challenge the facts or you think the facts shouldn't be those facts, that's not my problem. My problem is, what are the facts? So. Um, we're kind of going way off topic here, so let's go back to the, to the key thing. And uh, The U.S. realized that a lot of its supply chains, and I was an advisor to the Secretary of Commerce and one of the guys who helped point out that we were extremely dependent on China for some things, like 95 percent dependent on China for our supply of um, active pharmaceutical ingredients that didn't make sense. And it wouldn't make sense if we were 95% dependent on India or, sure. if we were, or any country, okay? right? It, you know, there's no judgment on China. It's just that, that's stupid. And what happened during COVID proved exactly the point that you shouldn't be so dependent. China shut down exports of a lot of things and especially in the medical area. And any country could have done that. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, you can sit there and say how evil, what terrible people are. oh, come on. You think Brazil would have you know, put us first over their own population?
0: Or? And those are those flashpoints in time where uh, just sort of the lights turn on in the room. I mean, you're mm-hmm. sort of stumbling around in the dark, and you're bumping into furniture. Somebody turns on the light, and then it's visible. Exactly. We just need to make a change. Yeah. So, uh, you know,
1: Biden, uh, as, the, as the transportation system got very badly jammed, Biden uh, created a, a group of people or, or an agency kind of under the Department of Transportation to fix the uh, logistics problems and it's a project flow freight logistics uh, optimization works stupid name but the government loves you know good you know uh, acronyms so uh, there was there were some recent announcements uh, and uh, you know about how we're improving that but also in the same breath the white house talked about Um, repatriation of some of the supply chains. And um, uh, so there's a, you know, the press likes to paint everything as good guy versus bad guy, but what it really is is stupid things versus smart things. Yeah. Right, so um, uh, the Department of Defense for decades has had a list of essential industries. I know, because I was on the governor's coronavirus uh, task force uh, in 2020. And uh, we needed to know what really, really had to be protected. And uh, my contribution was go to the DOD's website. They tell you what the essential industries are. Right. And those are the industries that have to have factories built here. Now, you and I you know, noticed that EV factory building is big, but let's remember that uh, building medical supplies uh, factories is also big. You know, we see Eastman Chemicals created a new division called Eastman Pharmaceuticals. So they're getting into the business of producing the active ingredients. Uh, Chips are huge right now, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Chips. So it's, it's, a, it's a range of industries. And if we start going into the list of that stuff, you, you're going to shut me down because it will be not interesting. So we'll focus on the really big ones that account for a lot of the big numbers that we're seeing in the economy, I, I, I would say. Uh, now, whether or not some of the investment we're making, uh, you know, for America's future makes sense
0: or not, I, that's a whole different question. You know, uh, I think I'm going to I'm going to go with smart things versus stupid things <laughs> at some point. Is, I, I don't know. We need a breakout session. <laughs> exactly. Let's just let's just make a list. Right? <laughs> but and and time will tell. But we've been beating the drum pretty heavily this year on the issues with EV right I mean it's just no secret and and I think maybe the last day or so uh, in the journal there was a an article on the top 20 EV companies and how many of them are you know potentially gonna run out of cash in 2024 I mean that's a, I don't know if it's disaster uh, is the right word, but um, I, I think we've got to somehow look at the realities of that. Yeah. This,
1: it, well, look, let's each pick on a few things to, to, to beat on. But to me, the first one was everything had to be made in America, including the lithium, for an EV in the United States. Well, it turns out we have a lot more lithium than people realize. You know, Georgia has a lot of lithium. So uh, uh, some of that is now being mined and sent over to Salt Lake City where they have processing uh, facilities that can process the lithium, which is very, very bad for the environment. Uh, and uh, California has some pretty good you know, uh, facility uh, reserves between LA and San Francisco on the uh, Eastern border of the state. Uh, and we do have stuff in Alaska and a few other places. Canada's got lithium, so uh, getting away from China as the main supplier, which was you know the political goal or, or, or defense goal, uh, that's achievable. But you have graphite, which uh, no. Now, off the coast of Japan to the east are massive reserves of these rare earth metals, and we don't hear anybody talking about mining that which would make the most sense. I don't know how many reserves are there, but I'm told it's a massive scale, more than China has. So uh, uh, why that isn't being explored is uh, beyond my comprehension. So here we're trying to build this industry and uh, alternatives to China haven't really been developed. Great article last weekend in the Wall Street Journal about uh, some efforts being made by an Australian company but uh, that was not thought out. In fact, the Biden administration seems to be backpedaling on uh, the restriction of getting nothing from China into these cars. Because it's to, if you want to make a few cars, yeah, you can say forget China. You want to make as many cars as you need to replace the American fleet of automobiles? Oh, come on.
0: Well, and then, <laughs> and then the the double, if you you backtrack to the... The whole issue of you know lack of consumer demand on ev it relates to the um you know the capacity and the ch- lack of infrastructure charging stations and all that uh so i mean we've seen a dramatic drop in consumer demand right right which which could poke the balloon and then you take a step behind that and say well the infrastructure of the grid system i mean oh. the country's running out of Power to begin with, exactly, and so you know it's a it's a very sort of um, uh, there's 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 no big picture plan, right? It's sort of segmented, a pocket here, a pocket there, and there's there's no comprehensive plan for EV right. whatsoever that I can see.
1: Exactly. So when we look at all of this national defense stuff and the environment stuff, um, we see some. Stupid things being done, yeah, and maybe a few smart things being done. Yeah, which is the the theme here.
0: (laughs) Less stupid,
1: more smart. Yes, exactly. So let's talk about Kia. They're building a factory here, and I'm pleased with everything I see coming from Kia. And I'm not saying it because it's nearby here, etc. Kia. Pricing most of their electric vehicle models in between twenty and thirty thousand dollars. Yep. I I would never pay $80,000 for a Tesla. It's a waste for me. I have There's this utility in an electric vehicle. I would rather buy an ICE for forty to forty five thousand dollars Because I can you know my wife and I can jump in it. We can drive to where our son lives We can drive, you know to Houston if we want that's fine. You get an EV, and all you do is, when you go more than, further than your office or the supermarket is, yeah. where, where, where can I recharge? Where, you know, I need to know all the recharge places. You know, you end up in a, in a self-help group for people who bought electric cars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that that metal picture is awesome right now. <laughs> so,
1: I'm not going to pay 80. I'm not going to pay 45. I have to discount off the ICE price, forty-five, all the disutility, and that takes me down to at most thirty thousand dollars. Because when I need to go long-distance driving, I'm going to have to rent a car. So my normal car had better be very cheap, so I don't have I have extra money left so I can rent an ICE when I need it, uh, internal combustion engine when I need it.
0: Thank you. <laughs> so. Uh, well, let's. We've been punching EV pretty hard um wait a second i want to say one more thing
1: on it that we hadn't discussed ever before china is making a horrible horrible structural mistake okay it is building up a huge dependency on evs they're exporting them to countries all over the world small amounts to, to various countries who don't really have the infrastructure for this and uh they're making the country dependent on
0: the ev it reminds me of their focus on you know the real estate yeah. and construction and how they pick something and they just roll with it until it comes apart and then they pick something else yeah they're
1: blowing up right now with yeah. real estate and construction it's not a good thing no and, and by the way there's no uh uh schadenfreude you know from from at least for me or, and i know not from you because if china blows up that crap's gonna stick and hit us too yeah there is no escaping china is way too big and important so, uh, but them going down the EV route is bad because we're all going to have to go to hydrogen. Yep. And all that money that's wasted in electric should have been invested in hydrogen infrastructure. Kia is way ahead of the curve planning for that, working with Georgia Tech. Um, and I, I just, I'm
0: impressed. I wonder, though, if the shell of these, a lot of these manufacturing facilities. They've got a a sign today that says, future home of the EV, while inside they're not preparing for hydrogen. And then one day they're just going to take the EV and future home of hydrogen-powered Hyundai. Erase
1: the the E, put an H there. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a really good point. I I hadn't thought about that. I
0: just, I, I mean, it just seems to me that if I'm those guys I'm taking advantage of whatever incentives you're going to give me. I'm going to save billions of dollars. I'm going to continue to invest. And when we flip the switch in two or three years that nobody really cares, whether it's electric or hydrogen, as long as it works, as long as people want to buy the product and the workforce, you know, is employed and the overall GDP grows. Nobody really, I mean, hydrogen versus electric, nobody cares. Yeah.
1: Right. Uh, So you just made a really good point, Mark. Uh, The policymakers don't always think it all the way through. Yeah. You know, it's uh, the law of unintentional consequences that's that is uh, that kicks in. And I I have such a wide range of questions about uh, you know what are the new problems that arise because we switch to electric vehicles. You know, every time. Every solution brings its own new problems or yeah. issues, and no, I don't see any consideration of it, especially not in California.
0: Yeah, and I think that the uh, the the dinner check's on its way. You know, the, <laughs> the waiter's bringing it across the room right now. Yeah, and it's I think. <laughs>
1: what a good way to put that. <laughs> the uh,
0: you know the end of twenty four. I think we're going to be standing around like who's. Who's American Express is going in for that one? Nobody yeah. wants this one.
1: Well, um, you know, all of these different tax plans, et cetera, that get discussed in Washington, and when they originally assessed the IRA, and when would it you know, help reduce government debt, et cetera. I mean, Ed, the projections are you wouldn't see any of those effects for about 20 years. So, uh, you know, the, I, don't, I, I think those projections are nonsense. Yeah, I, and I, I think you're right, and I think the, the dinner bill is going to arrive a lot faster than people expect. So beyond 2024, uh, all right, we we covered it, right? Uh, we, we don't want to start talking about the chip factories now, do
0: we? No. <laughs> well, uh, let's circle sort of back on the next one and talk about overall construction spend. Okay, great. Hey guys, thanks. Hey, take care. It's been good.